0: Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for checking out localjobnetwork.com radio. You've tuned into Employment Notebook, where we speak with expert guests on some hot-button topics that relate to the workplace. Of course, we often talk about generational gaps, but one area of potential sensitivity is working for a younger boss, especially for mature workers. This can often be a challenge in terms of being effective and really more importantly, being happy. To talk about this subject, we have Carrie Hannon joining the show. Carrie is AARP's jobs expert and also the author of national best-selling book Great Jobs for Everyone, 50 plus, finding work that keeps you happy, healthy, and pays the bills. Carrie, how are you doing today?
1: I'm terrific, and yourself?
0: I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Uh, it's an intriguing topic. I think it's one that a lot of times people, I don't know, they don't necessarily want to talk about, but they kind of realize it's there. The first thing I want to ask you, though, do you find that this is happening more often nowadays? Is it just a cyclical thing? How would you explain this idea of having to work for a younger boss?
1: Well, I, you know, I think it really is happening uh, increasingly as boomers stay on the job longer than than they once did. I think I saw a survey that found that. You know, a third—well, 34% of workers now—we re- report that they currently work for a younger boss. So that number is inching up, and I think we'll see a little bit more of that moving
0: forward. And we'll, you know, we'll get into the details too of some of the maybe the challenges and ways to to help with the workers, um, you know, deal with that a little bit. But in general, what do you see as being sort of those big major issues or challenges that come up in trying to figure out that relationship?
1: You know, Tim, the biggest one is communication style. I mean, I Hmm. find that, and I fall into this category myself, (laughs) is we tend to want to pick up the phone or walk into someone's office, whereas a younger boss, you know, is more apt to want to send you a text message or an email. Sure. And so it's just a different style of communication that you need to adjust for. And if you're not tech savvy, then you better get there.
0: So is that an area where you would tell the mature worker, hey, you know, do what you can to be involved in this way, as opposed to worrying about that face-to-face or the phone calls all the time?
1: I'm a big fan, personally, of getting face to face whenever you can. But I think okay. if you're if you're being realistic, you need to be, you know, smooth about, uh, you know, responding to your emails because that's what how they're going to be communicating with you. And learn how to text if it's something you're not comfortable with. Get up to speed with it. And in addition, you know, there are lots of ways you can add these sort of tech skills so they're more comfortable for you. But definitely do that because you'll find. I mean, don't even bother leaving a voice message because they're probably not going to listen to it. <laughs> And so, you know, really keep this in mind. It's not about you. It's just a communication style.
0: Right, right. Now, as I said, kind of off the beginning there, that I think a lot of people don't necessarily want to talk about it, although we sort of know it exists and there might be this uncomfortableness from both sides, both the, the boss thinking, are they okay with this? And then the employee may be wondering if this is going to work. Would you suggest having a conversation between the two? Is that not proper etiquette? Where would you go with that?
1: You know, it's interesting. I I think on many levels, you want to say, you know, let's leave well enough alone and not bring it up. Mm -hmm. But I do advise people to talk about the elephant in the room, so to speak. I mean, they may be wondering, too, your younger boss may be wondering, too, if you're going to have a tough time reporting to someone their age Um, and they worry that you're set in your ways and, you know, you're not willing to try a new approach to doing things. And again, the technology thing, you're not up to stuff with it that we mentioned So, you know, there are some concerns and there. I really think, you know, it's good to sort of bring it up or better yet, if you can show them that you are, you know, you're up for doing new things, you know, the way that you might forward articles to them or start texting them, you know, do that sort of thing.
0: When it comes to, you know, this perspective of working for a person that's younger or in the opposite side, again, having direct reports who are older than you how much of it comes down to simply an attitude? I mean, is there something that you can adjust your thinking to help the whole situation? again, so you're effective as well as just being happy in that position.
1: That's a great question. I really think that that you've hit it. You need to be positive. You need to come to your job, regardless who your boss is, whatever their age is, with a positive, can-do attitude. Everyone wants to win. So, if you show up and you're energetic, you're open to trying new ways of doing things, it shows through to the to your boss. So adjusting your attitude is very important. You've got to watch your language. You want to be careful you don't come off as sounding condescending or I've I've done this a million times, you know, <laughs> Mr. Know-it-all sort of thing or Miss Know-it-all. You need to really, you know, be careful that you don't adopt that parental tone with someone. And sure. it can creep, creep into your language and also don't, you know, make some comment about your grandchildren or, or, you know, uh, any age related thing, <laughs> try to be careful. Uh, and I often tell people, please don't tell them that they remind you of your son or your nephew <laughs> or something.
0: <laughs> I think that's pretty sound advice because you're right. And that's kind of a natural conversation to have. I guess what, what happens if you are mentioning those items? Does it just create some doubt in, in your ability or why do you think that would be a negative?
1: bring it up, it automatically creates this schism, you know, this mm. age difference sort of jumps into the game and, and you don't need to bring it up. It's going to be apparent, but you know, when, when you're working together as a team with somebody, whether they're your boss or not, you all want to act like you're on the same page. So anything right. you even subtly brings up that draws a, di- a point of differentiation between you, you want to try to avoid.
0: Sure. Sort of in the similar vein, and we hear this a lot when it comes to mature workers trying to get a job, but how about when you're talking about appearance and and the way you carry yourself? Does that matter in this regard? Is it going to be a positive for you if you are changing things up a bit? What would be your advice?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a big, big fan of this idea of getting physically fit. (laughs) And I, I, I truly believe so many people, workers come up to me, over 50 workers particularly, like, should I dye my hair? Should I get Botox? so-and-so. Sure. And I'm like, well, you know, if you want to, by all means, you should. That's going to make you feel more confident about yourself. But the most important thing you can do for yourself is to get physically fit. And you don't have to run a super fast mile or any or bench press or what have you. <laughs> so you need to have this vibrant, can-do appearance. And I think when you're physically fit, you give off this energy and this sort of positivity that people like, hey, I want to be around that person. So it kind of erases the age difference when you come to you have this you know, really energetic, outward appearance because, let's face it, people judge a book by its cover. So I think that's a big piece that you can do for yourself, and it doesn't have to cost you much, if anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, you mentioned the idea of energy there. How, how much do you see it possibly being an effect where the older worker can learn from the younger boss or maybe gain something from them? In terms of that, you mentioned that term energy, or maybe it's that attitude is there a way that you would suggest to them being able to feed off of it if that's the right term?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I'd honestly think, don't deny that you have the experience and things that they can learn from you. I think both right. age, both generations have things to learn from each other. So by you doing your part by showing you have this can-do spirit, you have the stamina for the job, Um, you also don't want to disregard that you also have years of experience of having faced similar situations perhaps in the past. So there's a way of reframing it, a, your experience that is not condescending as the word I used before, but in a way that's sort of collegial and say, hey, you know, in this situation, I saw this, maybe we could all and bring it, make it inclusive. But, but definitely your energy level is going to help you sort of separate that gap, bring that gap a little narrower.
0: Right, right. What about looking as far as skills go or um, just looking at it from the, the side of, here's what I have to offer to an organization. How do you bring that up? How do you bring that about to, again, your boss where they might have those doubts if your skills are up to speed or if that you can handle certain projects or the pace of the work there? Is there a way that you can suggest to the workers out there to bring that to the forefront and make sure that that's evident to those that they're working for?
1: Well, in terms of the skill set, I think if you're applying for a job or up for a position in your current company that requires certain technical skills or certain certifications, make sure you have those Mm -hmm. in advance. Go take the time, go back to school, whatever it is you need to do. And I don't mean getting a big graduate program, just a certificate or whatever. You can even do a lot of this online now. But make sure you do have those skills. Don't think you're just going to wing it and learn on the job because it is important to show that you actually do have the skills necessary. Secondly, I think you need to approach, you know, that you're embracing new ways of doing things, but you also want to approach the challenge or whatever the Whenever you're interviewing, particularly with a younger person, you know, show how, look in your head, say, I'm a consultant. I am, look at it as if you're helicoptering in to fix that company's problem and you're the pro. So they'll trust your confidence. That confidence will come through when you say, hey, I'm really a professional at this and I know how to fix your problem.
0: I like that. Now, when it comes to, you know, sort of moving forward, you've been in the position for a little while. I guess there's not an easy way to phrase this, but you mentioned the idea of not sort of having that mentor speak or not having that parental talk that kind of comes about from people every now and again. Is there a way to sort of build that relationship where it seems like it's a a peer level versus, uh, again, maybe having that attitude of, you know, here's the older person, here's the younger person? I, I don't know if there's any simple answer to that, but any sort of general suggestions you can offer the listeners?
1: Yeah, you're right. I think it, it, there is no simple answer to it, but what you really need to do is think about how can you have this cross-generational partnership. Right. And one thing that, that you can do is if you might, and again, this you have to do it delicately, but you can mention times when you have mentored uh, younger workers and it's been a huge success. And in fact, they have mentored you back. And so you've developed these nice, they help you with things, you help them. And maybe there's a way to fray, explain that. if the the situation is correct, about how that's been a positive and how you love the energy you get from working with someone younger and you feel that you've really benefited them by helping them learn how to network or whatever it may be.
0: Of course, technology comes up a number of times, and you've mentioned it here a few times as well. Social media being such a big thing now, do you suggest mature workers try to sort of be online with that and, and participate? Is it something that if you're not comfortable with, you just don't worry about that aspect of it? What would you suggest?
1: You know, I I'm a big fan of doing at least a little bit. You know, okay. I think if you're if you're job hunting per se, if you're not on LinkedIn you're crazy. You
0: know, because <laughs> sure. that's
1: you absolutely have to have your online I call that that's like my my online resume. It's my vibrant, alive, it's the living resume. And people you can do so much there and that's where recruiters are looking, that's where companies are looking, checking up on who you are and who you're uh who you're connected to and so forth. And that's how you can hear about jobs. You can find friends of yours who you're LinkedIn with in your peer group who are working at certain companies you might want to work at. So LinkedIn is a great one. So I, I, if you can get, they have great tutorials on their site. It's not a hard thing to get started with. You don't have to do Facebook. You don't have to do Twitter. I think that Twitter is interesting if you're learning, if you want to get up to speed on your industry and, and LinkedIn mm. does the same thing, you know, that helps you do research and, and find interesting articles that might be applicable to what you're doing. So it just shows you shows the younger boss or hiring manager that you're hip to this stuff, but it also gives you the updated information that you need to do your job right. The other thing that you need to mention, I think your listeners will be interested is you know a lot of the meetings are now going to be done not so much face to face but by teleconferences and webinar type stuff. So you really should get acquainted with web-based applications like say GoToMeeting or join me or Google Plus Hangouts. Um, There's a couple of other ones. I think Cisco has one, Cisco WebEx, whatever. Learn what some of these are, because, especially if it's a technology that your company is going to be using, because it's going to be critical to being a functioning member of a team. And you can't say, oh, I can't figure out how to work this. Also, interviewing for jobs. Oh, my gosh, Skype interviews. Seriously, people are going to interview on Skype before they call you into their office these days. Hmm. So you need to sit down and do a little refresher. I just had to help my younger brother, who's in his early 50s. He'd never done one of these before, and I had to coach him, uh, <laughs> give him a tutorial on LinkedIn and where to look on the screen, not at the screen, but at the camera and you know all right. that kind of stuff. What's in your background? I mean, it sounds silly, but you need to really know how to do these video interviews.
0: Oh, I think that is sound advice, uh, You know, just to that point of understanding those little nuances and, of course, uh, your brother having the benefit of you helping him out. I think that's great. <laughs> Now, you mentioned that, okay, you're not probably going to have as many face-to-face meetings. That's sort of a, a thing of, I don't want to say of the past, but it's it's you know less frequent now. Are there any other areas that maybe a mature worker is used to being a part of the workplace that would be important 20 years ago, but now might not really matter that much. So you don't have to put your energy into it or, or worry about it as much.
1: You know, I kind of, you know, again, there's each situation is going to be different, sure. but frankly, this idea of the early bird gets the worm, you don't. You know, an, a younger worker may come to the office a little or may start work a little later than like you think, oh, if I'm in at seven, I'm really going to get gold stars. That's <laughs> not necessarily going to be the case. They're going to tend to work later, probably, and come in later. So it, it just may be a shift in your time clock. So show, being the first one in the office might not be as valued as it once was, or even burning the midnight oil at the office might not mm. be the most important thing. But being available by your smartphone or by your laptop is going to be valued.
0: I think that's sound advice there for the mature workers out there. We are getting low on time. And I think, uh, I think you've given us a lot of, to think about it, you know, especially the mature workers out there who, again, may be working for that younger boss, but some good general tips, I think, overall for anyone in the workforce. I did want to give you the floor here at the end, as we do with all of our guests, just to give our listeners a final takeaway, something you wanted to emphasize, or maybe we didn't touch on. Uh, just that would be a good conversation piece for when people are done listening to this podcast.
1: Well, you know, I think the most important things to remember are to keep your skills current. Don't act old. Don't complain about your achy back or what have you, and and steer away from sort of what I call age centric comments. You know, suggesting, you know, as I as I mentioned that you know that it reminds you of something your child has done or whatever the boss is doing. So you know, these are just really basic behaviors, but but it's the skill thing is really really key, and it's easy to think oh, I can just teach myself anything. I'm going to learn the new technology on the job. You might not. So take the time and make sure you're sharp.
0: Well, Carrie, I really do appreciate you coming on. Thank you for sharing all of your experienced thoughts. Uh, you, know, you definitely uh, have your finger on the pulse. I think our listeners have learned a lot. So thanks again for coming on the show.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure.
0: Now that will do it for us on this episode of Employment Notebook. And again, we've been discussing the idea of working for a younger boss, some of the challenges, as well as ways you can be successful with it. Our guest today has been Carrie Hannon. She is AARP's job expert, and she also is a best-selling author. And she actually just had an updated paperback version of her award-winning book, What's Next? Finding Your Passion and Your Dream Job in Your 40s, 50s, and Beyond. So that is now available. Definitely check that out to get some more insight into this area. Of course, we'd also love to hear from you, the listener. Just send us some suggestions or feedback to ljn radio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us at on Twitter at the LJN. That will do it for us here today. Once again I'm your host Tim muma Take care everybody.